You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 245 of the Make It British podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you all about how to plan your production, why you need to do it, and also make sure you stick around till the end because I'm going to be telling you things that people do that they shouldn't be doing and mistakes that they make when trying to plan their production. So first, let's start at looking at why you need to plan your production. Well, firstly, it ensures that you get everything in on time. So if you're making any sort of product and you're not planning your production, then you're not going to get everything when you need it. It's a critical part of making products is being able to plan how your production process is going to work and when everything is going to arrive. So I'm going to be talking you through what the process is for how you should do that, the best way to do it, how to um, make sure it all happens and some of the pitfalls. If you're planning your production, if you have a production plan as well, particularly if you're working with a manufacturer, it shows them that you are organized. And one of the things that I hear more than ever from UK manufacturers is about working with small businesses who aren't organized, who are disorganized, who don't know whether they're coming or going and when things are arriving. And really developing any sort of product is a project management process. You are managing a project. Your product needs to arrive at a certain time. So you need to make sure you are organized. And also, if you have a production plan, you can share that with your manufacturer. And then that shows to them that they can have faith in you that everything's going to arrive. Because there's nothing worse for a manufacturer than booking out some production space to make your products and giving you a date that everything will be made by, which you're hoping they're going to stick to, but you don't stick to your side of the bargain and get everything to them when they need it. So they can't start making your product when they've earmarked your production space. And that can be the difference between their business being successful and not. Because there's, there's one thing that a manufacturer doesn't want is an empty production space. If they have got staff to keep busy and they're expecting to make your product at a certain time and then for whatever reason something doesn't arrive in time because you're not organized enough, then they are not going to be able to make it in the slot they did mark for you. And then of course they're scrabbling around trying to find something else for their staff to do. So they want to have the confidence in you that you're planning, you know what you're doing and everything from your side is going to arrive on time. So one of the most Common forms of doing this is something called a critical path. Now, the word critical path, I think just because it's got the word critical in it, sometimes just scares the bejesus out of people. It's like critical path, what the heck is that? And when I worked in retail, we used to stick to critical paths all the time. Um, You can get 
systems and software that will do it all for you called Product Lifetime Management Systems, PLM. But if you are a small business and you're, you've just got a few products that you're making, using any sort of PLM system is a bit of an overkill. And actually, it's much easier to just do it yourself. You can work it out on a spreadsheet. But the important thing is you need to know what you're putting into that spreadsheet and what the important things are. So I'm going to run through that with you in a minute. Now, what a critical path does is it has the key dates when everything that you need as part of your production process is going to arrive. So that's all of your fabrics or trims, your your raw materials. It's when the manufacturer is going to do all their parts, be that making samples or prototypes for you, um, when your labels and packaging are going to turn up. All these different parts of your production process all have different lead times. So different amount of times from the when you place your order to when you're actually going to receive them. And it's interconnecting delivery dates that you need to make sure you get in order. It's like a timetable. It's like a, imagine you're making a, imagine you're making a meal. Okay. So you can't put the dinner on the table until you firstly cooked or cooked everything together. Before that, you've got to buy the raw ingredients. And before that, you've you've got to uh, decide what you want to, want to make. So making a product is very similar. Everything has to follow a certain um, logical sequence. And some of those sequences can't start until the previous one has happened. So a critical path is just a way of showing the critical dates that need to happen at any point in your whole production life cycle. It also is a great reminder. So if you don't have a critical path, you don't have something to remind you when you need to do all of these critical things. And that's when I see things slipping out. So you might do something like plan a photo shoot. And actually, I was speaking to someone recently who did just that. She'd got a photo shoot plan, but she still hadn't agreed costs and signed off final samples with the manufacturer. So when those didn't turn out quite as she expected, she was then in this awful dilemma of what do I do with my photo shoot? Do I carry on as I what as I was going to do? This is going to now affect my launch. So this is why it's really critical to have everything on a timetable. And I'm going to walk you through exactly how you do that. Right. The first thing you need to do if you're creating a critical path is list out every single component that is going to go into making your product. Now, that is things like your raw materials, your fabric, your trims, your labels, every single thing. And the more complicated your product is, the more components it may have. And each one of those components will have a different lead time, which then brings me on to number two is list out every production stage that goes into making your product. So for instance, you might have make the first sample, approve the first sample, um, make the second sample, approve the second sample. You might have to put in, if it's a product someone's going to wear, you might have to fit in some time to do the fit on that product. You will then have the actual time that the factory might be cutting the fabric if you're making a garment then the time it will take them to do the stitching and then the quality control process at the end and then the packing. So each one of these stages will take a certain amount of time. So that brings me on to number three, which is writing down the lead time for each component and production stage. So what you're going to end up with is a very long list of every single process. So that will look something like 
order my labels. Right. Okay. I know they're going to take X amount of time, six weeks. Okay. And I'm going to order my fabric. And I know that's going to take four weeks. And I'm going to sign off my sample. That's going to take three weeks. And what you'll find is you start to have a bit of an overlap. You'll start to see that your fabric might take six weeks to order, but your trims might only take three, but you can't start doing the production until you've got both. So it's really important to ask your manufacturer or your suppliers what the lead times are for absolutely everything. Okay, really, really important. And then what you do is you start with your launch date. So you'll have an idea in your head of when you want to launch your product and you work backwards. So if you start on a calendar and say, okay, I want to launch in April, what are the stages from working backwards? So the final thing is the product is finished. But before that, what's the length of time that it's going to take the factory to pack it? What's the length of time before that that it's going to take the factory to make it? What's the time before that that it's going to take them to cut it and start working backwards? So what you'll find as you go all the way back, you'll get to a date where you need to order those first components and raw materials. What you might find is that goes back so far that you actually um, need to push your launch date back. But unless you start getting it all down on a calendar, and what we do with our clients that we work with in our British Brand Accelerator program is that we give them a ready-made Google Sheet, which they can program all of their production processes and all their raw materials, all the lead times, and it works them all out for them. And then they can see visually. It's like a Gantt chart. So create yourself a Gantt chart for each one of these stages and work backwards. Some tips that I can give you here, okay, is build in a buffer. Whatever you do, make sure that you've built in a buffer at all stages, particularly when it comes to manufacturing. So if a manufacturer tells you that the lead time to make your product is going to be four weeks, I would actually add on six, maybe at least. And I would make sure that I've checked with the manufacturer before I'm about to order to see if that lead time is still the same as it was what they originally quoted you. Because what you'll find with manufacturing is it can be very seasonal. Depending on what the product you, you're making, lead times might change a lot during the year, particularly if it's a seasonal product, something like knitwear or swimwear. You'll find all the knitwear factories are really busy, of course, in the run-up to winter. Lead times will be longer. And particularly if you're a small business, you may need to fit around a little bit what they're doing with some of their bigger customers and they may need to slot you in. So make sure you've always built a buffer and you've got the very latest dates and times and lead times for how long your production is going to take. And the same with your raw materials. Make sure that you know what the current lead times are, particularly if you're ordering anything from overseas, because ordering raw materials from overseas can often mean that things can get delayed at customs. Shipping can take longer than, the, than you were actually expecting. So again, that's why it's a really good idea to build in a buffer. And do bear in mind that those lead times, those manufacturing lead times can change. So the mistakes that I see people make when they're trying to plan their production, the things that I see people doing wrong are not making decisions on time. And back when I was a buyer, this is one of the first things you learn as 
on the uh, the hard way is that you don't make critical decisions on time. You expect a manufacturer to stick to the days they've given you, but they send you something to approve. Maybe it's a first sample. Maybe it's something you've got to check for fit. Um, and you don't make that decision. You sit on it for a while and you don't get back to them quick enough. And that can just push everything out. So make sure that if it's a decision that you have to make on the critical path, you make it on the day that you need to make it. Don't dither about it. Don't sit there umming and ahhing. And if you do find that the decision you make impacts the length of time from the next stages, for the production stages, that you go back to amend your critical path as you go along. It's a working document. So you should always be checking and seeing what are the dates, um, what are the lead times, and am I still in on target? Like the person I referred to with her photo shoot, she got to the very final moment when she had a photo shoot next week and she was now at the stage where her final sample wasn't where she needed it to be and it was going to push out that photo shoot. If she'd made checks with the manufacturer at an earlier stage and checked as she'd gone along, she would have realised she probably wasn't going to hit that date for the photo shoot and she would have had a chance to push it back. But then there was that knock-on effect of having to cancel the photo shoot, reschedule the photographer, reschedule the models, everything like that. So you really do have to think on your feet when you're making a product and you need to make sure that you're keeping your side of the bargain and you're making those decisions on time. The other big mistake that I see people making is forgetting to order labels and packaging until it's too late. Now, even if your labels and packaging are coming from the UK, this is often one of the things with the longest lead time. Depending on what your packaging is, manufacturers won't start making your products, certainly until they've got labels, if they've got to attach the labels into the product on the production line. But also, if you're expecting them to put the packaging on the product at the end when they do the quality control, and if they haven't got it, then they may refuse to start working on your product. So you need to make sure you've ordered your labels and packaging. They're not an afterthought. They're intrinsic to making your product. And you need to make sure you've built in the lead times for them. And you also need to make sure, even if you're making your product in-house yourself or someone else is making it for you in-house, that you've got a critical path, even if that's just for your raw materials and knowing how long it takes you to make something. So you need to make sure you've got that planned out as well if you're making your product in-house. So I hope that helps. Before I go, I also want to tell you all about the Make It British Virtual Forum, which is happening on the 3rd of November. It's happening all day on the 3rd. If you like the tips and tricks that I share with you on my podcast, then make sure you come along to the forum. There's going to be lots of UK-made brands there for you to network with. There'll be manufacturers. There'll be people to spark ideas. We'll be covering all sorts of topics from pricing and funding, how to launch and grow your UK-made brand. So that's the Make It British Forum. And it's the Make It British Virtual Forum. It's happening online, so you can come along and watch it from the comfort of your own desk. And also... When you buy a ticket, you get access to the recordings for a whole seven days afterwards. So if you can't make all of them, but do try and come along on the actual day. We did it this time last year 
And it was lots of fun. There was tons of networking to be had in the chat. We do have as well a special second day, which is by invitation only, which you'll find out how you can apply to be there if you come along on the main day. So that's the 3rd of November, Thursday, the 3rd of November, the Make It British Virtual Forum. So I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll be back again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash make it British LTD. That's make it British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.